Lord Jesus Christ, please be our guest, our morning joy and our evening rest. And with this Christmas word in part, your light and love into our hearts. We pray this in your most holy and precious name. And all God's Christmas people said, Amen. You may be seated. A Christmas poem for this Christmas Eve to start the message tonight. Family's busy here and there. Christmas parties everywhere. Christmas cookies, treats, and bars. Michigan is as cold as Mars. Everyone was sick, but now they're healthy. Mom, <laughs> germs can't find mom because she's so selfie. Feeling sluggish, wonder why. Finding fast food on the fly. Dropping off and picking up other people's kids in my pickup truck. Games and special events abound. My son's uniform is lost, but now it's found. School and sports, performances, dance, family time barely stands a chance. Time off from school, two weeks and counting, tension for travel and blizzards mounting. Most presents purchased some online. Nothing for mom, but she'll be fine. Actually, she won't be fine, so get your mother something for Christmas. <laughs> and here we are, Christmas Eve. Most are here, except for Steve. We're here for tradition, the music, the lights, the Christmas story, and silent night. But thanks be to God, for he is near. God's word of promise in Jesus to hear. And here in this time, this place, this space, we glimpse our newborn Savior's face. The story of Jesus being born in a stable. The cross is to come, but tonight it's the cradle. So set aside the worry, the stress, and the strife, and receive our Lord Jesus, for he is the light. Jesus Christ, the light of the world. In this season where we celebrate light, sometimes it can get awfully dark, can't it? And this past week on Wednesday in the afternoon was the winter solstice. What is the winter solstice? Well, it's that time in the year where we have the most darkness in any 24-hour period and the least amount of light. It's starting to get better now. The light is returning. But in a season of darkness, physically, our behaviors sometimes change. The darker it gets, sometimes the gloomier we get. We don't spend as enough time outside. We might eat differently, especially during the holidays. We might not exercise as much as we should. Sometimes we're not as social when it's darker. And all of that can lead to something that we've come to know in recent decades as seasonal affective disorder, where generally, normally healthy people will experience depressive symptoms. But beyond physical darkness, there's also a spiritual darkness in which the devil delights. And this kind of darkness sneaks up on us in sinister ways and seeks to hide in the cracks and crevices of our hearts, minds, and lives. This kind of darkness drags us down. Yes, emotionally, also intellectually. This kind of darkness seeks to drag us away from the things of God, his word of promise for our lives. This kind of darkness seeks to divide us as a people of God, searching for all kinds of ways to separate us one from another instead of, instead of binding us together as we should be because of the blood of Christ that actually unites us. And this spiritual darkness also can lead us to despair, where we don't think we can have healing from the past, 
where we can't find help in the present and where there seems to be no hope for the future in sight. This spiritual darkness, like physical darkness, comes with its share of consequences. And this time of year, we can be especially susceptible. <clears throat> Even as God's people, we get drawn into the pace of the season. We get stressed out by the schedule of the season. We get fed up with other people, and we have to be other places. We keep overextending ourselves and our families for fear that our children or grandchildren are missing out, or for fear that we are missing out. And it comes to a point that sometimes, in all the stress and mess of the holidays, we just want to get it over and done with so we can find rest and be at peace when the thing that's supposed to give us rest and give us that peace that passes all human understanding is actually the center of these holiday celebrations, the birth of our Savior, Jesus. Yes, darkness has a way of bringing us down, dragging us away from the things of God, dividing the people of God, and leading us into despair. It was also the true of God's people back then, as sometimes it is now. The people of God, living and working and worshiping and struggling to a degree during the time when Christ would be born. At that time, God's people were waiting, wandering, and wondering. They kept waiting for God to act, to do something significant to save them. They kept wondering where this Messiah would be and when he would get here. They were being tempted to wander away from the truth and promises of God's word. And also from a community of believers that trusted in the Lord and who abided in, their promise, in God's promises to them for their lives and their future. And with no help or healing in sight, they were losing hope for the future. Waiting and wandering and wondering. Ever had a season of darkness that felt like that for you? You were waiting for God to do something in your life. You were wandering, looking looking at other solutions perhaps, looking at other ways to solve your problems, looking at another approach to life and faith even. And you were wondering, wondering when God was going to do something about all of this because you were supposed to be a child of God. He was supposed to be your heavenly father and you wanted to trust him. But the darkness kept encroaching. Thanks be to God that the darkness doesn't always stay. Thanks be to God that the light does return. And thanks be to God that the light of the world showed up at Christmas time. The light of the world, born as a baby in Bethlehem. God himself becoming human so that he could be our savior. So that he could be this sacrifice acceptable to God the Father in heaven. So that he could be our substitute, taking our sins upon himself to the cross. And so that he could rise again, demonstrating his ultimate authority and power over sin, death, and darkness. And this Christ who is risen and ascended to the right hand of the Father is coming back. This Jesus will return to take all believers with him to be with God forever. That is the story of our salvation wrapped up in this little baby born to Mary in Bethlehem with Joseph as his earthly father. 
an amazing, incredible story of salvation just for you and just for me, this light of the world, Jesus Christ. It's so interesting that this light of the world can also be a light for the world. This light of the world, Jesus, that we have received as God's people is also a light for the world that we ought to share as God's people. In fact, Jesus Christ did not just come for his own people, but he also came for all people. And he wants us as his church, yes, to receive him, but also to share him with others. In the gospel readings that have been read throughout this Advent and Christmas season, we find Matthew 1, Jesus being this baby that was promised to Mary. And remember, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, in that dream, that vision. And the angel of the Lord said to Joseph, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, for what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to the son, and you are to call his name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus, a savior for us, to save us from ourselves, from our sins. In Luke chapter 2, as the angels announced to the shepherd the coming Christ, they say, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to those on whom God's favor rests. What kind of peace? Peace with God. Because of the, the separation that God had to impose due to our sins, our selfishness, our shortcomings, God offers us peace through his son, Jesus Christ. Also, he offers us peace with one another in our relationships with one another because it's through Jesus Christ that we have his love and forgiveness. And we also have that love and forgiveness to share with others who've hurt us, who've harmed us, who've not been the best to us. Peace with God, peace with each other. And then John chapter 1, John describes Jesus as this light of the world who was to come into this world and that God's word of promise actually became human, actually took on flesh as this baby born in Bethlehem. And that this, this word came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The grace that we needed in our time of need and the truth that guides us in our lives all the way to eternity. Until that day we arrive at that place where Christ has gone ahead and prepared for us. Matthew, Luke, John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These gospels tell of this Jesus who came into the world at just the right time, at just the right way, in order to be our Savior, to be for us a light of the world, and to be for others a light for the world. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Four gospels of Jesus. Some have said there's actually five gospels of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and you. And most people won't read the first four. But they will be reading you. And they'll be watching you. They're going to watch you to see what you do when the darkness encroaches on your life. And to see what you do when dark times come, because they will. Are you leaning into the Lord? Are you leaning into your church community? Are you, are you sharing with family and friends and, and asking for their prayers? Are you repenting of your sins and asking God to forgive you so he can lift you up and show you the light of his love? 
That's God's invitation to you this evening to draw closer to him when days and times seem dark. People are going to be watching you. They're going to be reading you to see what you do when they experience dark times. When, when things don't seem to be going so well for them, how will you respond to them? Will you draw closer to them or hold them at a distance? Will you take the time to listen to them, to love them and gently lead them to the grace and truth of Jesus? Will you pray for them? Will you befriend them? Will you be there for them? They're watching you. They're watching me. And thanks be to God that we don't have to do it on our own. Because sometimes I get tired. Sometimes I get fed up with other people. Sometimes I don't always do it perfectly. But the light and love of God's forgiveness is for me because of Jesus. And it's for you too. Friends, thanks be to God that we have received the light of the world, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. And that because of that, we as God's people can share Jesus as a light for the world this Christmas season and beyond. Merry Christmas, St. Lawrence. God bless you. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.